You're listening to episode 1602 of the Permaculture Podcast with Scott Mann, a listener-supported production. This episode sets out the plan for 2016. In the words that follow are my personal journey and how that impacts the podcast, what to expect from the show in the year to come, and some projects currently in the mix that I'd like you to join me in, or events to attend. As some of you know, but others may not, my wife and I have been working our way through a divorce, which recently ended our marriage. Though amicable, this change sees me moving from our family home of nearly a decade into Seppi's place, a permaculture co-housing site and community center run by my friend Seppi Garrett. That move is set for January 30th. With the move and the upcoming trip to the Possibility Alliance from January 15th through the 25th, the release schedule for the podcast is changing as I take the time for this travel and the move to rest and reset for many months of pushing forward through these personal changes, as well as a series of family illnesses that saw me fall back into my role as primary caregiver. Things will get rolling again, including releasing some of the recordings with Ethan in February. With this period of recovery, I also see living at Seppi's place as an opportunity to learn what it means to inhabit housing in a radically different way. Additionally, Seppi and many others, myself included, as I'm able, are working together to provide a community space where people can come together to work and collaborate in a way that mixes the gift and capital economies during this period of larger transition. A lot of valuable experiences and podcast material are ripe from that environment. For the podcast, this shift will see the main releases continue to be the long-format interviews that have been the mainstay for the last two-plus years. But as you may have noticed, my personal trajectory, and therefore many of the topics of the show, moves ever further away from the landscape to the social and economic structures of permaculture. I find myself reading more books like The Permaculture City by Toby Hemingway, or Systems Thinking for Social Change by David Peter Stroh, or The Art of Leading Collectively by Petra Kunkel, as opposed to many of the other great books that are out there, but that focus more towards on-the-ground techniques like farming the woods or edible forest gardens. As someone once said to me, this show is becoming even more of a permaculture practitioner's podcast. Though there is plenty of material for someone who's just getting started in the archives, based on the emails, phone calls, and survey responses you've sent me, the show is focused on people who are familiar with the basic concepts of permaculture and are looking to take their practices further. Along with that, many of you have asked me to directly address a variety of questions in Permabite episodes, including revisiting and completing the series on David Holmgren's Principles of Permaculture, as well as on more practical advice for navigating the world of permaculture and the interface with our larger society. I'd like to honor that, as well as dig in and examine some hard questions that are coming to the forefront. Things like, how can we, the permaculture community, stop being our own worst enemies? And also to examine permaculture education as it currently exists. Is the permaculture design certificate enough? Should someone take an advanced permaculture certificate, such as a teacher training? And is there a point to getting a permaculture diploma at this point in time? In order to do that, to dig deep, to make these explorations, requires more time and space to read, research, and write, as answering those questions and others requires more than just spouting an opinion. I want to include evidence so you can understand how I arrived at a conclusion, and from that, 
A dialogue can arise, and each of us can step up and do this work to a higher standard than is currently occurring as permaculture gets more popular. Along the way, if you think I'm wrong, I want you to show me why you see something differently. Maybe the evidence that I present I'm interpreting in a way that you see something else in, or there's an article that you read, or a book out there that changed your opinion in a way that is counter to my own. I want to know that. I don't see any perspective as cut into stone, but rather dynamic based on the arguments and evidence that are presented. So let's talk, let's chat, let's dig in deep. Along with doing that, there's still my personal need to keep the show at a high standard for the content and production quality. If anything, making the show better includes having the opening and closing remarks and the show notes be more comprehensive, as opposed to the short episode and review that became the current standard. If you check the release schedule at thepermaculturepodcast.com, you'll now see what episodes are currently in the production queue, meaning that the main body of the material has been recorded and just needs edited and notes added, but without an affixed date, so that I can take the time to work on these. This shift comes from following one of my favorite podcasters, Dan Carlin, the host of Common Sense and Hardcore History. He releases on his own schedule as things get done, which means that in 2015 he only released 16 episodes across both shows, though I wouldn't want to move to that low level of frequency. To push these boundaries and continue to grow the show quality could require a schedule that doesn't fit the regular weekly one I've more or less followed over the past two years, but rather to work on something until it is complete and then send it out into the world. With that change in the regular show schedule, what might seem paradoxically comes more video content. Photographer John is scheduled to accompany me to more events, some of which I'll talk about in a few minutes, with his focus on being there for video. If you haven't been to the YouTube site for the show, you'll find a link in the resource section of this episode so you can see some of our earlier work and subscribe to get notifications as new material is posted. From there, here are several large projects and some smaller ones that I'm currently a part of in various ways. The two major projects are The Possibility Handbook and Seppi's Seed Paper. You've probably heard me talk about The Possibility Handbook already, but if you haven't, this is a book Ethan Hughes and I are writing together that explores how to bring about transformative change based on Ethan's work over the past several decades through the Possibility Alliance, the Peace and Permaculture Center and Stillwater Sanctuary, and the Superheroes Alliance. Thanks to those who pledged to this project already and several people sending me audio and visual equipment for the trip, I head out to see Ethan and visit the Possibility Alliance on January 15th and return on the 25th. While there, I'm interviewing Ethan, and those conversations form the basis for the book. And while there, thanks to all the cameras and other goodies I've packed along, I'll be documenting many of the diagrams and pictures created over the years as a result of the lecture that Ethan is using as the basis for our conversation, and also capturing additional pictures from the site as well as some video interviews with Ethan that go beyond the scope of the book. When I spoke with Ethan a few days ago in preparation for the trip, we also talked about some follow-up interviews with Adam Campbell that dig into some of the other ideas that help to guide the Possibility Alliance and the work that they're doing there. You can find out more by going to thepermaculturepodcast.com forward slash book. If you'd like to hear all of the audio, see all of the videos, and all the pictures that result from this visit and tour, the only way to do so is to pledge now as part of the listener-exclusive campaign. 
The next project is one being spearheaded by Seppi Garrett and Kendra Huffman through Seppi's Place, that I'm also helping to document, called Seppi's Seed Paper. If you've ever received a business card or postcard with embedded seeds that can be planted, then you have the idea that started this project. However, as a permaculture practitioner, Seppi wants to take this a step further and include the ethics of permaculture in this practice by removing materials from the waste stream to create the paper, using local and native seeds to support earth and the biosphere, and also helping to generate a surplus by making this a replicable micro-business, using your on-the-ground resources and with the tools and information needed to support you and your business. In addition to his permaculture work, Seppi is also trained in square foot gardening, an idea developed by Mel Bartholomew. To support this style of gardening, the plans and information we're developing, including the sizing for the final paper, is all designed so that you can create pre-seeded square foot garden squares and then deal your garden into a frame come spring if you'd like, should you prefer this method of gardening. To help others in the creation of their own local micro-business, Seppi, Kendra, myself, and others are creating a DVD showing how to make the seed paper and all the supporting equipment, as well as an ebook and worksheets detailing the process of creating and running a seed paper business. If you're a listener to the show, you can pre-order a copy of the DVD or pledge to the campaign at a 10% discount between now and Monday, February 15th. Find out more about Seppi's seed paper by going to thepermaculturepodcast.com and clicking on the project tab at the top of the page. From there, some smaller events and classes currently on the schedule. Sunday, January 31st, 2016, I'm recording a round table in Philadelphia at Repair the World. Panel guests include Robin Mello from the Philadelphia Orchard Project, Katrina Baxter from the Garden Justice Legal Initiative at the Public Interest Law Center, Paul Glover, a local activist and founder of the Philadelphia Orchard Project, Nate Kleinman from the Experimental Farm Network, and Melissa Miles, a local permaculture instructor and practitioner. Sunday, February 21st, 2016, I'm recording a live discussion in Baltimore, Maryland in cooperation with Charm City Farms as part of their celebration of the Johnston Square site, the location of their next urban permaculture space in Baltimore. The day begins at 11 a.m. when Eric will give a brief tour of the lot, including spring plans for both the growing space as well as their brick barn. At 12 p.m. is a potluck social in the barn, followed by a short presentation by Eric about some of the deeper plans and ideas for the indoor and outdoor space. From 1 to 3 p.m., I'll be conducting a public interview with Victoria about the Forager's Apprentice course that she spoke with us about in the last interview. And that time together will also include an audience participation and question and answer session. And then the day ends when, from 4 to 6 p.m., we'll have a movie night showing the 2015 film Inhabit. Though they do ask that if you're able to bring some extra chairs as they only have enough to seat about 20 people. Saturday, June 18th, 2016 is the Mid-Atlantic Permaculture Convergence outside of Charlestown, West Virginia, which is being organized by Emma Huvos of the Riverside Project. Michael Judd is the keynote speaker, talking about his journey as a professional permaculture practitioner from his early days with Project Bonafide up until today where he's an author and designer. Additional workshops that day include Diane Bluest of Chicory Hill Farm, who'll be teaching an introduction to fermentation. Nicole Luttrell of Wild Song Farm discusses the role of animals in permaculture. And Sean Walker of Trees 101 will offer tree identification walks throughout the day. We'll be rounding out the day with a round table that I'll be moderating between the presenters and attendees of the event. If you've never been to a convergence or live recording of the podcast, I 
Really like to see you there. It'll be fun. Get your voice added to the conversation. You can find more information about each of these events, including where to go to register or RSVP by going to the permaculturepodcast.com and clicking on the events tab or using the link in the resource section of the show notes, especially useful if you're on mobile. Starting on Thursday, February 25th, 2016, in the evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. at Seppi's Place, and continuing on the fourth Thursday of each month through May, I'm teaching an in-person class on podcasting covering topics like how do I choose a topic to podcast about? What software is available to record and to edit? What equipment should I buy, including microphones, headphones, mic stands, things like that? How do I make it sound good? Should my podcast be audio or video? What about paying to advertise my podcast to increase listeners? Those are just some of the topics to cover, and if time allows, and based on participant interests, we can really go in any direction to answer your questions on what it's like to create or become a podcaster, including talking about developing your own interview style or the creation of an on-air persona. This class is limited to not more than 15 participants and is being offered for $100 per person for the entire four-month program. More information about that program, the topics covered, are also at thepermaculturepodcast.com on the Classes and Events tab, where you'll find a complete calendar and link to register. Finally, regarding education, if you're interested in learning permaculture through a mentored experience or are looking for a mentor now that you've completed a PDC and find yourself needing more direction and experience, get in touch with me and we can talk about these possibilities. As I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of big questions that are outstanding when it comes to permaculture and permaculture education. And from my own experience and that of others, I don't feel that the core permaculture design course prepares students for more than getting ready to practice. And by practice, I mean gain experience, not to hang out a shingle and begin designing. And that in order for permaculture practitioners to do well in the world, that students need long-term support based on their own individual needs to meet their long-term goals. This is one of those places where I personally feel comfortable helping others in the community. So get in touch in the usual ways if you've listened to the show and feel that I might be a good fit for your path. Call 717-827-6266, email show at thepermaculturepodcast.com, or send me a letter, The Permaculture Podcast, P.O. Box 16, Dauphin, Pennsylvania, 17018. As I spend more time on the road and record interviews in person, if you're interested in having a roundtable recorded in your area, or if I can assist your program, project, or event, you can reach out to me by those means as well. And that ends the 2016 plan for the show, with a bit of an update on my path, the plan, and upcoming projects. Thank you for listening and making this show a part of your life. Until the next time, take care of Earth, yourself, and each other.